0: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search Fan Hub app to play your part in the journey.
1: The Unholy Trinity Podcast: Three Blues, Three Opinions, One Everton Podcast.
0: Welcome to episode ninety-two of the Unholy Trinity Podcast, brought to you in association with Fan Hub, where the fans come first, and our local business sponsor Vici Clow This is a little bit of a, a mini, a mini reaction podcast in a way. Um, after the news on on Tuesday, that our oh, minds, Carlo Ancelotti had left the club, and we uh, are now mindless. Something which we certainly didn't envisage when we, we spoke at the back end of, of last season. Post City uh, came totally out of the blue on on the Monday night, uh, in, in terms of the, the links, and then Tuesday it all it all took off and was over over very very quickly. So we did we certainly didn't foresee us doing this kind of podcast so soon. Obviously, since the season has finished. Um, and and we were certainly all believing we were going to go into the the summer transfer window with Carlo at the helm, and obviously Marcel Brands uh, leading the way with with transfers as well. But Pete, what's happened?
1: Uh, well, it, it's been what four days now, and I'm I'm still sort of pretty much speechless. I think I think you kicked it off, didn't you, in, in the group? The um, was it the Thursday night where you said, "Oh, you know, look, lads, there's some, you know." pretty pretty big rumours doing the rounds here about Carlo going to Madrid and I thought no no I thought you know it it'll, it'll unsettle us a bit hopefully it'll go away it'll die down they'll get Conte in and then you know off off we go thinking about transfers i just through the day through the morning it was it was like well hang on this has got legs and then i think i i started looking at the bookies because you know they they're really wrong and the odds just got shorter and shorter the next thing it's three to one, five, uh, uh, sorry, one, you know, one to three, one to five. And then it was like one to 33, I think, by lunchtime. And although the announcement hadn't been made, we all knew it was, you know, as good as done. And I think it's just shocked everybody. I I think, you know, most Blues, when the rumours came out, just thought, no, you know, I think there's lots of reasons for that. I think just the timing of it seems bizarre. You know, Carlo had given no sort of indication that, Fair enough. He was disappointed with how the season ended, but he'd he given no indication that he was, you know, he was unhappy or he didn't feel backed by the club or he didn't believe in the project. You know, the complete opposite. So it, it's probably for me the, the most surreal um, loss of a manager in, in you know my lifetime of supporting the club. it' you know, it's really really strange.
0: There was a lot of there was a lot of chatter, wasn't there? Um, like you said. It was the it was the Tuesday barely when it, it massively took off and, and you say, you looking at the odds and, and they were getting shorter and shorter and shorter but you you were you sort of had a had a hope in a way that we hadn't heard from one of the the journalists just the the ones that you can trust now now, now for me the one who who's always gets a bang on is is Fabrizio Romano who's always absolutely spot on um, and he hadn't said anything you know early on on Tuesday so you sort of think well okay maybe it's just just manigans I mean, you, you see all these. These Madrid um, Twitter handles who we were tweeting about it, but you know they they were also talking talking silly over the Super League as well, and you just think you know I don't believe them. And then I, I saw the, the the tweet from uh, Fabrizio Romano when I just thought this is this is an absolute absolute nightmare. Um, and personally speaking, I, I just felt a little bit sick to be honest with you. And people might think it's a little bit of an overreaction, but like you say, Peter, you know it's one of the the strangest managerial exits, certainly from our club and, and certainly from the Premier League in the last last ten, fifteen years or so and it's it it's come from absolutely nowhere. But lately how are you feeling obviously on that, that particular day when you know the word did come through that Carlo had gone but did issue a statement to say he was the new manager and eventually everything backed it up with it with our our own statement. A
2: bit like probably everybody else it felt like um I think I just said to you guys off there, it felt like your, your missus has just cheated on you, in it. Do you know what I mean? And then you, and you don't want to believe it, but it, but it, but it's actually turns out to be true. And then the odds are getting short and then people start telling you. Um, but no, it's, it's, it, it felt, you felt numb. It just felt a bit numb. And I think you text the group. I had a few of the mates texting me. And then my first reaction a bit like what Pete said there. I was, I was just like, no, nah, I can't see it happening. It's just, Perez, a.k.a. the Trump of, obviously, football, um, was just probably using it as leverage to try and maybe get, you know, potentially Pochettino to sort of come to the table uh, or, uh, as Pete said again, with Conte. But, um, yeah, I was absolutely devastated um, because, you know, we'd had a ups and downs throughout the season. It wasn't probably the season we'd all hoped for. We'd hoped, obviously, for it to be a little bit more progressive, but there were certainly signs there, particularly against the better sides that we were finding a way with Carlos obviously tactical now is to beat beat those teams. And for us, then the next stage was was just improving that squad to then beat, you know, the so called teams we should beat. Um, you know, certainly at home. Uh, which is obviously if you're gonna look at it, that's the harder of the two, isn't it? Um, so yeah, it's it's just for me, it's just another eighteen months again, another new manager. It's more of the reset all over again. Um and 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 that's what I was more more gutted about if i'm honest um obviously, all the words that Carlo was spouted about obviously he wants to lead this team to the new to the to, to you know to the promised land to the new stadium, hopefully with a team worthy of sort of competing for the title even you know definitely champions league, and it all just seems to have just you know been obliterated in in just the space of a few days and I think that's why we're all we're all massively gutted about it um I'm not. I've said to you as well, I don't know what you two feel. I, I'm not one for calling him a rat, a snake. I, I just don't think, you know, we should be about that. And, um, for me personally, that is anyway. Um, Madrid, sadly, along with probably Barca and maybe even Bayern Munich are the top of the football food chain. And whether you're a player or a manager and they come in for you and it's a serious offer, I can't remember the last time a player turned, turned those clubs down. Um, and, and that's sadly where we are in modern day football. Um, so once it did become obviously, you know, a firm offer, and apparently he was over in in Italy for um, was it his ex wife's funeral? I think yeah, his ex
0: wife passed away. Yeah,
2: yeah, and then he went straight from there to Madrid to meet with Perez. Apparently, mm-hmm. he was there for a few days um, and obviously negotiated the deal. So it's it's just one of those. Sadly, um, he, he's taken he's taken up obviously an offer from you know probably one of the biggest clubs in the world, if not the biggest club in the world, and. I think most managers you know would would have would have probably taken that certainly at his stage in his career and that that's the sad state of affairs where we are and the irony is if he finishes second doesn't win a trophy like he did last time in his second year at madrid he'll be sacked but then as a manager it's a win-win situation because then you get a healthy payoff for for being sacked so yeah gutted um not angry as much as others I don't think um sort of more philosophical about it and I don't know whether you guys listened to the Matt from the Blue Room did a great interview with the guy that wrote Carlo's autobiography. Um, I don't know whether you guys um, listened to that. I think I sent you the link for it. They put out a um, sort of a nine minute clip of it. And he was basically saying he'd spoken to Carlo, and, and it all very much happened in the space of 72 hours. He, he himself didn't even think it was, a, you know, when we got asked about it in the press conference, you know, he, again, it was rumors and he never thought it would come to fruition, apparently. That's what he said to him privately, apparently. Um, And it all suddenly became about where I think when they couldn't get Pochettino away from PSG, you know, they were struggling to even have conversations with him. Conte's Conte, and obviously we all know what he's like. And, you know, so I think Carlo would have been probably third on the list after them, uh, sadly for us.
0: Yeah, because I think that when it all first came about and he moved, I think there was a lot of talk about, um, oh, this was decided weeks ago and, Um, he'd he'd already had talks with with the hierarchy at Everton prior to the Wolves game, he was unhappy Um, and you know, I I was trying to sort of justify things in in my head and trying to work work things out and you know, I'm thinking back to obviously when his house was broken into and obviously his daughter was in and things like that and you know I would understand that that's enough to, to turn anyone off living in a particular place and maybe working in a particular place and what have you? I think maybe I would be more understanding myself if we had, if, if that was a reason and we had honesty. And he said, "Listen, that was part of it." I go, do "You know what? I get it because it's your family's most important thing in the world. I totally get it." I,
2: I think, think it would have been what, no, what's that? He wouldn't I'd have well, said that, well, because obviously it's slanderous mate, to the city. But I, I do think that would have played a part. You know, his family would have probably said to him, "Look, you know, we basically not only have we been burgled, I think they were held at knife point, weren't they?"
0: Um... Yeah, yeah. I think maybe, maybe, maybe not. I mean, we're not going to know, are we? we? We can surmise that that was, that was one of the reasons as to as to why. But with, you know, the, he met with the board after the Man City game. They, they discussed transfers, they discussed the direction, um, obviously, who'd look on to sign, things like that. So that tells me then that that didn't really come into, into play. And his son, you know, I'd, I'd urge anyone, um, uh, an Arsenal came out, I think it was yesterday. Uh, or yeah, Friday, Thursday or Friday in the Athletic, and it tells a story about how it all unfolded. Great, great piece by, by Paddy Bullen and, and Greg O'Keefe And if you don't subscribe, at age, especially if the way things are at the moment, yeah, great. Yeah, They're the best it's,
2: out it's,
0: there for what they do. Yeah. It's for for me, yeah, hundred percent. And I, I read that, and what they were saying was uh, David Ancelotti was about to move into the house in Bolton, just around the corner from me. Um, so I, I could have, I could have been stalking him on a daily basis, um, <laughs> but that he was literally I think he just moved literally about seven days ago. He moved from he was up in Crosby by his dad, and he moved down to down to Bolton. Obviously, a, a stone so really from from Finch Farm. So that's where it says to me it was a quick thing. Like you said, Lee, they've probably gone down the list looking at various managers. Obviously, Conte was probably the probably the one they were they were really looking at. Um Obviously, they've come to Carlo, and he's and he's jumped at it. And I think where the hair comes in, and James McFadden hit the nail on the head. I put a clip out yesterday. James McFadden spoke to Sky Sports, and I was delighted, by the way, that his, his his two lads, his kids, Everton fans, which was nice to know. But um, he said Everton fans are probably angry and disappointed and upset because they believed. In terms of what Carlo was saying, the fact that he brought into the club, we, we saw him as the person to take us forward to, to the new ground. And I think we're totally spot on what he said again—that we want someone who wants to be at the club. That we want someone who wants to be here and he wants to make us better. And we all thought that Carlo was that man. You know, we, we sat we sat down a couple of weeks ago ourselves after the City game. We finished tenth on fifty nine points. We, we sort of justified as maybe as best we could that there had been improvements, especially in the, in the points total. Um, and we'd certainly taken steps, but we had a missed opportunity. But we all still thought Carlo was the man to take us forward. And, and we backed him to bring in a couple, of, a couple more big names in the summer because of the man that he is, the name that he is. Um, and, and again, that's where the, the sense of disappointment comes in. And, like you said, Lee, we're, we're eight, we've got 18 months down the line yet again with the manager, and we're pressing that reset button. And it's a case of, well, how many times can we do that? Because we, we, in all this time now, since I've got to go back to, to, to David Moose, because we had an identity then in terms of the side that we were. Since that particular time, we've been trying and trying and trying with various managers, whether it be, you know, Cumin, Marco Silva, um, Carlo Ancelotti. To find this identity, the famous word identity, haven't found it, and we keep on pressing reset. And I think that I don't know what, what do you think, please is that what James McFadden was saying and what I'm saying there, is that the reason why the majority of fans are so are so upset with, with the uh, with, with the movements around Madrid?
1: Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Because I think you know, as soon as Carlo came in, we you know, we all said that he had a presence about him. He seemed to get the respect of the players. He seemed to get a response from the players, and I think that you know the fans loved him. The short time he was here, the fans really, really bought into, you know, the the man Carlo Ancelotti. And I've got no doubt that you know book sales of his autobiography went through the roof as soon as he became Everton manager. You know, we're all looking to get our you know get our hands on the book, but it, it shows. I think it makes a statement about how people you know really buy in to whoever the Everton manager is. You know, I know it's it's a cliche by now with Everton, but you know we are a family club, we are a community. With you know, you are a certain type of person and fan if you if you're an Evertonian, it means something. So, I think for for him to sort of walk away in the way he has, I, I think with like a lack of statement, I think the fact that he's not come out and made a, I think more of a statement to the fans or the club to sort of explain what's happened, has left a bit of a bit of a bitter taste in people's mouths because it i think for some people it's almost like i don't know like you know he's lied i mean we're not saying that he has lied but i, and I agree with lee you know calling him out for being a, a snake or what have yous not not the thing to do not the way to go and i don't think he is a, a snake and i don't think for a minute you know he's so you know made the decision he has in a, a sort of a cold or calculated manner real madrid real madrid but i think it could have been handled better
2: yeah, I'm, I I, I'm, agree. I agree. Sorry, Mike. Go on.
1: No, go on. Go on, mate.
2: No, I, I I agree with Pete. I agree. We all fell in love with the man. You know, it, you know. I said we we only it was only a few weeks ago. We said we we said, didn't we? You know, when James Coleman uh, had a brief brief uh, bump into him, and, he, and even he said, look, forget football, Carlo Carlo the man is just a thoroughly decent guy, and and that's how he comes across. I always thought what I liked about him is that he always said what he saw. Really, you know. You know, a lot of people like Martinez, particularly in his first season. But you know, you could almost see after that, you could see through his almost false positives. You know what I mean? And 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 with Carlo, I always liked his post-match press and that he was honest. You know, and he was honest, and he was honest about where the team was, and he was honest about where you know where we were in terms of quality. And that's why it kind of hurts a lot because I think he he knew the limitations within that team. He knew there was talent dotted about, but he also knew he knew that there was going to take at least three. Three windows, three years to, to to sort of make us a better team, and I and I just think it just feels like an unfinished an, an unfinished book, then it? That's the problem.
1: Um, In a
2: weird way, Lee, that,
1: that's the that's the problem for me. It's a, it's a double whammy, you know. Not not only has he gone at a really unfortunate, difficult time, but how do you replace him? Yeah,
2: because, yeah.
1: you know, look, he, he's Carlo Ancelotti. You know, yeah, look, you know, his presence, his you know, his tactical nous, the effect he had on the club. And you look yeah. at the shortlist now, I know we're going to come on to it, but some of the names on there, they don't half fill issues. And I think that's a problem. Because
2: if the fans have a sense of that, those players will as well. It's always going to be underwhelming, whoever we get in now, because Carlo is you know, one of the best managers, not only of his generation, probably of all time, isn't he? I mean, and and that's, not a, that's not an overstatement. I think most people would say that. He's managed some of the biggest clubs in the world. He's won trophies everywhere we all knew he was a winner. We all knew he wasn't going to turn it round in, in, in five minutes at Everton. You know, look how long it took Klopp and you know, he arguably had a better squad and, and more money to spend and everything else. And it took him, you know, the best part of two years to build that team. So, we, we know, we'd like to say he's not a miracle worker. I think he referred to that himself. He's not a miracle worker. It's going to take time. And that's what I think I'm most gutted about is the fact that someone else is going to come in with a new set of eyes. He's going to have a look at that squad and go, don't fancy him, don't fancy him. I'm going to bring in my own guys. They're going to take time to bed in. And then it's kind of almost starting again. And, it's, you know, it's, it's probably taking us back possibly another 12 months again. And that's why we'll come on to obviously, you know, who's who's heavily linked. That's why if I was bringing someone in, I'd want someone who, who kind of like was more affiliated with the Premier League. Um, ideally, I know Nuno's a favourite, but at least he knows the Premier League. You know, he's, he's played against all these teams. He knows how they set up tactically. He knows, you know, a lot of our own players. He won't need to sort of look at them and go, right, what's he about, what's he about. He'll know most of that already. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 just more of that, really. The fact that, you know, again, it's it's you know, we're on this so-called project in inverted commas, and it just feels like we've gone back in time again. Um, and look, the board will be gutted because obviously, like Mascherini wanted his man and he got him, you know, um, and and that's what we'll be gutted about. But. And a cold, hard facts point of view, football's football now. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, like I said before, if one of those clubs come knocking, players and managers are going.
0: I think I think as well, I think with, with some people, since obviously the news of him moving on has as broken, I think people have been sort of quite quick then to sort of jump on the bandwagon of, of slagging him off. And, mm. you know, but the football was terrible and those kind of shouts have come out before. And I think that, Carlo Ancelotti was certainly afforded and given a bit more grace than other managers would have been. There's no doubt because of the man that he was, because of the name that he is, because of who he can he can attract to the club. And there's certainly no no doubt about that. But I think you know we need to sort of remember that. I'd say 95, 99% of fans were really, really keen for him to continue in his job, regardless of how last season went, regardless of the brand of football at times, because we, you know, people could see the bigger picture. I think so. I think. Those who are, you know, now saying I don't, I don't care, or I'm happy he's gone. The football was terrible. I think maybe that that's just a little bit of anger, anger. talk. and I get it because you know I'm upset, angry, and it's taken quite a few days to, for me to to get my head around the whole thing. The fact that a, a man that we we all idolized, we we all bought into, we come going everywhere. I mean, the fact that you know me, me and you, we were on that uh, Liverpool University call a few weeks <clears> ago, <throat> ago with Carlo when mm-hmm. he was speaking. About obviously the, the, the Italian way of life and his life in Everton and you know it, th- that call was, was was there was thousands on it absolutely thousands of people because of who the guest who the guest was so he was, he at, was very like,
2: sincere wasn't he he was very sincere yeah, on was. that call I never felt he was like being fake in any way whatsoever you know to, no. when he talked fondly about the city obviously we've all read that and he said it publicly in some areas. He was very sincere. He, you know, he, he, he clearly said he loved being around the city. He loved being around a footballing city. You know, uh, a bit like Milan. You know, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. very much, you know, f- football's a big way of life. And I think he I think he found, dare I say, a little bit of a home away from home there, really, in that, in that respect. And that's not an exaggeration. I think, again, you know, um, on that interview that, that, that Matt did, which was a great one, he, he said, you know, he said exactly the same. He did really enjoy it here. Um, I just think it's one of those things where, Madrid are just a—they're just a crazy club, aren't they? You've seen that now, obviously more recently with the Super League stuff. They've still not renounced it. You know, they're still—they're still saying that they want to go ahead with it, and you know, there's court cases going on and all and all that. So, you know, they're just a, just a mad club. You know, don't be surprised. And I hate to say it, that you know, like I said, it will be gone in twelve twelve months, eighteen months. You know, what I mean, and they'll have someone else coming in, and they, 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 they need a massive overhaul themselves, as the just found out. You know what I mean? Um They're in a massive transition period. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so I think I think there was sincerity there, and I don't think he was trying to hoodwink. Because I don't think you know it was a case of I knew all this all along for the last few weeks, and then I've just I've just held it. No, not at all. Obviously, that you can tell by some of the players' reactions on there. You know, quite a few players haven't wished him well. Maybe they are privately. We don't know. Quite a few apparently unfollowed him on social media. So you know. The likes of Richardson, they did state that in the Athletic, didn't they? Who, who apparently, you know, idolised him uh, as 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 a manager. Um, do, do do we think the likes of Richardson, maybe, and Luca Dean, and a few others may move on? Hammers certainly. Um, you know, it'd just be typical of Everton to have a player of that quality in our football club, and we'll never ever get the chance to see him um, live, which is just incredible. And then I think Carlo. I think I read the other day, Mike. You'll know more than me, but I think. He only managed
0: five home games in front of fans, didn't he? Or yes, like that. Five, five home games with fans in, which is just just incredible, isn't it? Really? You think it was at um
2: Jesus
0: obviously at, at the at the Burnley game, didn't he? Um it was his first game. And obviously that Crystal Palace game, and then obviously he's had a couple. I think I think it was five with a full with a full house, I think. Mm. But I either way, you know, it's incredible to think that that was the only time that, that we we got a, a full good some park. We were able to, to see Carlo Ancelotti and, and and his team his team live, which is just sensational. But like you say, there's a knock on effect now with the playing squad. James is almost certain to go. And if we can get, you know, if that's the case, that's the case. You know, the important thing is we try and get a bit of dose for him. Obviously, he's on big money wages-wise as well. We try and get a transfer fee for, for the final season of his of his contract. Um, the, the, the bigger thing for me is not so much it It's more of, of you know, those those younger players like Jürgen J- um Luca Dean, potentially. But I think, I think, if we look at any one player who is likely to go outside of Hammers, I think Richardson will be the one. And if he's upset and doesn't want to be here, then you get money for him and he goes. It's that, that's football. That's a business. And we all love Richardson. We all think he's developed tremendously well at the club. Um when he's on form, he's on form and he's and he's a really good player. But like like any any business you, you have to sell um in order to 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 function as a business and to, and to be able to buy and compete and all the best sides do it. Uh, is probably the best example in recent times. You've been able to do it and improve the squad and go on and win things. So it's um, it's it's potentially yeah potentially going to going to see the back of a, of a couple of players. But it could maybe maybe it's a maybe it's a blessing in disguise, and we don't know. It's just yet. maybe it's now is the time for Marcel Brands to, to take the reins properly, getting a coach as opposed to a manager. Uh, don't go out, I mean, we, we, we've gone through the likes of, you know, a name in Ronald Koeman, an upcoming young manager in, in Marco Silva, a superstar manager in Carlo Ancelotti, you know, we, we, we're going through these different different types of managers.
2: Don't forget it's, the
0: count Monte Bisto as well, mate. Uh, well, that's what I did, I did on purpose, because he shouldn't be mentioned in any way, shape or form on, Ev- on uh, any, any kind of Everton podcast, but it's, uh, we, we've gone through we've gone through various different managers and different styles and one you so maybe now it's, it's a time to to either get someone who's been in this situation before, working with the director of football, who's there to coach the team, who's had success, maybe it's time to, to go down a different road, but I think the most important thing is and everyone's been saying it and, and I totally agree, and now all, everything points towards now Marcel Brands is taking control of this this manager search which is totally spot on, it's his job, and um, and he's the one who's going through applications, speaking to people. And, you know, I think, I think gone are the days that, you know, we're, we're going to look at it as superstar manager. For me, I don't think that. I know that that's far way. way. think I think that he, he wants that sort of instant success to bring a big name in. He did it with Carlo. It didn't work out. Uh, you know, obviously he's gone within 18 months of his own accord. Um, but Marcel Brand has got to be left to do his job, hasn't he? You know, we, we've got to now trust him. To get the right man and, and work off a blueprint, you know. Keep on saying it. Identity. We we need to find our identity, and you've got to have the right people in the right jobs at the club. There's there's no point in doing the old square peg round hole because we've been, we've been there too many times. Um,
2: I thoroughly but, agree with that. By the way, with the brand shout, I, I think Pete, you will as well. I think the, the the one the one the one downside of 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 Carlo coming in in that respect is that it wasn't a joined up thing, wasn't it? It wasn't a joined up effort with with Brands in a way, because you could clearly see from the last window, a couple of the signings were certainly from Carlo's uh, black book. And then um, obviously Brands brought in the, you know, the likes of Godfrey. Uh, We were always linked with Decore from early doors. I think that was obviously an old signing. Carlo admitted that himself, didn't he? I mean, he he obviously, and was obviously pleasantly surprised, obviously at Decore's level and things like that. So um, yeah, I think now it has to be a joined up effort. It has to be, you know, if there is one positive to tell, one of the positives, sorry, to take from this is that, the next guy coming in, you know, in order to have that continuity needs to be linked up, that joined-up joined, up, joined up effort with 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 brands and the fact that, you know, it doesn't disrupt the team too much if the manager leaves because effectively, like, you just used the term coach there, Mike. He's the coach. I'll bring in the players. You coach the team. And, you know, we've all said it. Andy's a big advocate of it. Um, you know, he's been saying for a long time, you know, if we're going to bring a director of football in, we've got to bring in more Ben Godfrey's. You know, more more Richarlison's at that end of the spectrum where players are coming into their prime. So if we do move them on, for whatever reason, in a, in a year, two, three, whatever, then we actually get more than our money's worth. You know, we've done it with Moyes Keane, we'll probably make money on him, we'll certainly make money on Richarlison. If Dina was to go, sadly, he would certainly make money on him. Uh, and, and Godfrey's, you know, he's had an exceptional season, was just very unlucky to miss out on the England squad. But already his value just by being in in and around that squad will have gone up considerably as well. So, you know, it's that's where we need to be looking. I mean, Leicester, you've you've just cited them. They're the team that have got that 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 bit right for me. You know, they're on the verge, I don't know where they have confirmed the signing of Sumari now, but you know, he's that's another one, along with the likes of Fafana, with you know, with the likes of um Tielemans and people like that. You know, players at the signing at the right end, you know, right side of their careers. Um and that's and that's where you know that's where we need to be doing it. That's how we should be doing it. And if we have to sell them on and make a load of money, we can reinvest. That's the model. I think that's the model now. With the next manager coming in, that's the way the model has to be. Do you do you agree with that, Pete?
1: Yeah, I think so.
2: I I still can't stop dreaming.
1: Really, I, part, part of me thinks you know the the dream signing would just would would be Conti, but I mean maybe that's just maintaining the problem, and it's probably just. You know, me like a lot of football fans itching for an, an immediate ideal solution to a difficult problem, because I think to get Conte, you'd have to throw a whole lot of money at him and a whole lot of money at the squad. And there's no guarantee it would it would pay off and that he would stay and persist with it if it didn't pay off immediately. Um, and I guess yeah, when you look at the other managers that we've been linked with, none of them seem to fit the mould of either, you know, serial winner Or, you know, promising coach, you know, the likes of, you know, Nuno, Eddie Howe, I I can't even believe I'm going to say David Moyes, I mean, he's in there. For, For me, none of them fit either profile. So, like Mike said, it sort of suggests that either it will be someone that's, you know, not high up on the bookies odds and maybe a name that's been not mentioned at all or rarely mentioned. Um. Yeah, or you know, I I could potentially say, you know would the stick Duncan as interim again, and spend a bit more time making the right appointment.
0: Well, I think I think if if it's if it's partway through the season, I think obviously Duncan Ferguson would probably have stepped in again for a couple of games or or what have you. And um, I think David Moyes has a lot of talk today that he's. It says he's going to snub Everton. I don't think he's snubbing Everton. I think Everton are snubbing him, to be perfectly honest. Because David Moyes will come back in an absolute heartbeat to Everton. Make no mistake about that. Um, but I don't think, across the board, the fans will want David Moyes back. And I totally agree with that. I don't think he should ever go back in, in that sense. Um, I mean, it'd, it'd, be, it'd be just take a couple of names if we can. I mean, the, the current odds. You mentioned Conti there, piece. I think. With him turning Spurs down, basically because he thinks that they're too far away from Challenging software because he wants instant success. I think that 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 sort of puts us out of the out of the equation in his thinking and and it, we run the risk maybe of. Of you know, appointing another sort of. Carlo Ancelotti, another name if you like. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure, but I asked b- before we recorded, I, I asked on Twitter what people's thoughts were in terms of ma- managers um, and the the favorite so far. Not, well, the favourites, not on the, in the odds. He's, he's currently joined second favorite, in 7-1. But the favourite with people who've responded to us, and people aren't going to like it, is Duncan Ferguson. And a lot of people are uh, in favour of Big Dunk being given the chance to work alongside Marcel Brands. So as the coach, as we said before, Duncan will, will coach the side to a blueprint. Marcel Brands deals, deals with the, the signings. Um, and I, I saw people were really derogatory, I thought, towards Duncan Ferguson, and I, I made a point of of sort of saying that the other day because I think that people people's line when it comes to Big Dunk is, oh, he's got his passion; he's just passionate. And my line back is, well, how do you know? How have you got any kind of idea what his coaching style is, what his relationship with the players is, how the players respond a bit to Big Dunk? Um, and, you know, what's his motivation level like? How does he get a tune out of the players? People forget that Big Dunk has coached under numerous managers to their style of play. Big Dunk doesn't set our style of play. He's a coach to deliver what the manager wants. That That's how, how it works. Now, he's got the, the highest license that you can have from UEFA. He's done all, he's, he's been a coach for seven, seven years um, through various age groups. Now, I'm not sitting here advocating Big Dunk to be a manager, by the way. What I'm saying to those people who are, who are quick to, to say no, you, you can't just say that all he's got in his locker is passion. You know, I've got, I've got the likes of um, Phil, obviously on the show quite often, Phil Haywood, saying he thinks it's time um, it's a big dunk. The period he came in, I haven't seen the passion there since the Moyes era. Let him be the mind yeah, and brand new all the transfers. Those who don't pull the weights, you'll get rid of. It's a huge gamble, but he could be ready. Um, also, Mark Mark, uh, Mark Patrick at Blue Car on on Twitter. Uh time to give Duncan a go for me. Knows the squad inside out. Who the races are and where we need to strengthen. I don't buy the arguments that we will ruin them as an idol either. Look at Kendall Royal. Both who live uh, Relieved to their duties at one stage and still heroes. Um, a lot of people are, are going along along the same the same lines with with Big Duncan. But what 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 are your thoughts on on? a uh, big dunk leave will come to you first because as I say as the days are sort of rolling on now people are you know whether it's because of people have just calmed down or touching it and they're thinking a bit more with their heads they are warming a bit more to, to Duncan Ferguson
2: I wouldn't be I wouldn't be adverse to it he'd certainly be up there in terms of the top of the list but I think the worries with me with Duncan, he absolutely loves the club. He loves it inside out. That's that's, that's the positive as well as the negative in some ways. Um, But when he did take temporary charge and we had that famous game against Chelsea where we were, you know, we absolutely, you know, ran our, or they ran their backsides off for him that game, didn't they? I think the stats were were through the roof. But that's all right on a short-term basis. You can't play like that every week. If you played that every week, every player would have muscle, muscle injuries you know, all over the show, wouldn't they? Jeremy? you know what I mean? So, um, you know, the, the test would be more of a, a long-term thing with it. You know, is he tactically astute? Can he go to these different grounds and set up in different ways? Now, he would have learned an awful lot in 18 months from Carlo Ancelotti. He would have learned an awful lot about how we did set up against some of these teams. You know, we, we did, he, he did a tactical job on Klopp. At Anfield, okay, yeah, there was no fans, but he did a job on him, and he did a job on some other teams as well. So he would have learnt a lot from that. You'd like to think. Um, so, yeah, he'd certainly be up there. I, my my worry is would be, you know, it, I'd rather I'd feel a lot more confident if he'd been to another club, maybe either in the lower divisions or like Gerald's now done in Scotland, and actually, you know, sort of being a manager for um, you know a year or two, or if not longer, elsewhere because. He will be very close to a lot of those players from a coach's perspective. When you then become a manager, it's a completely different dynamic you've got to have with those players. Yes, you've got to have a relationship with them, but there's also got to be a different type of respect. Um, now, you know, look how look how he handled famously handled Moyes Keane in that situation. Um, some would say he handled it well in terms of that he was strong with his discipline. Others would say well, he's a young player and you're in the country and he handled it poorly, you know, whichever side of the coin you're on. So, you know, it's a different, it's a different, different ball game when you when you when you're a manager compared to being a coach, and that would be my only worry is that, you know, he's maybe got you know, a coach's relationship with those types of players, Um you know, the Nuno one, for me, of the names that have been mentioned, because let's be honest, it's like Pete said, there's not a plethora of winners on there, there's not a plethora of managers out there, full stop, who leap off the page, but for me, out of those. Nuno would be, my, would be personally, would be my choice in the fact that I do think he's a good coach. I think he did a great job with Wolves getting him up because you've got to remember Wolves finishing the bottom half of the league when he first took over. Yes, he did bring in players through, obviously, through the super agent, Mendes, didn't he? And, and, and obviously, you know, ultimately had players that were too good for the championship, yeah, but, but he still brought them through. I thought Wolves in the first two years in the Premier League were excellent. I thought, um, you know, up until losing Jota and then latterly Jimenez, that affected them massively. Uh, they took a big gamble, obviously, on bringing in a new lad up front. Um, and it didn't work out for him. He's not, not in the same class as, as, as Jimenez. So um, I think that's massively hampered them. But if you looked at that Wolves team in those first two years, a lot of teams struggled against them, And they did play some good stuff as well. You know, and if he, if he came along and, and he took over the job, he knows the Premier League. I like the way he comes across as a person in interviews and that. I think he's very calm, almost Carlo-like in that respect. Very rarely see him losing his rag and things like that and obviously losing his losing his cool. Um, and I think a lot of those players played for him. Um, and if he came and he and, and he brought Pedro Neto with him, um, I'd, I'd snap the hand off. Because, you know, I know he's injured at the moment. He's obviously got a kneecap injury, but um, he's due to be hopefully back in time for the start of the season. He's exactly the type of player that we need you know young 20 year old low he's going to be a top player i think pedro nessa so i don't know what you guys think i i just think of those names on the list and the fact like i said he knows the prem that that would personally be currently anyway unless someone comes out you know from the left field that would be my personal choice at, 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 the, at the present time
0: what well, what are your thoughts on you know pete because he's currently as the favorite he's been the favorite for well, since since uh, carlo left Nuno's being the one. It uh, was linked with Crystal Palace. There was a lot of talk that he would spoken to Palace. I think they were they were probably quite keen to get him tied down, and it hasn't happened. And there's no doubt we've spoken to him. I think it was uh, it's been mentioned again this morning that we we have we've been in contact. The talks went well. Um, he's certainly not not the only name on the list, but I think he feels quite positive about about coming in. Do, do you think that that bringing in Nuno Espirito Santo could work?
1: I, I feel like I'm in the minority slightly when it, everybody I've spoken to seems to think that Nuno would be quite a, a safe appointment. And I just don't think he he fits the club. I don't think he's right for for Everton. And I was I was thinking about this the other day, you know, is it because his preferred system seems to be like the, you know, the, the, the three, five, two. You no, know, I'm not, I'm not sure, but I just, I think he's, a very defensively-minded coach. I think he's very negative. And I think one of the reasons he's done so well at Wolves in the Premier League is they've often looked just to soak it up and hit teams on the counter-attack. I think they're very direct. I think he's clearly very good at getting the best out of, um, you know, out of players. Uh, they've You know, they've made a couple of signings, a couple of gambles that, you know, really paid off. But they've also made quite a few signings at Wolves that you know really haven't people that haven't made made the mark, and I think that doesn't always get um, the same same sort of level of attention. So I don't get the same feeling from him. I think you know long term looking forward, I don't, I'm not sure if he's if he's right for us. Um, I mean, if he came in, I'd, of course I'd back him, but it just doesn't feel like the right appointment to me. And if it was between giving big Dunker shock. A, a, a shot or um, going for Nuno, I'd give it to Big Dunk
2: I think he'd fit in with the brand's model as well that's something I failed to mention though, I think he's the sort of guy that would would not like Carlo obviously tried to do and, and obviously what Conte would definitely do, Conte's apparently not going to Spurs now because he wants to bring his own team he wants to bring his own director of football and have complete control of the club um, and obviously that's not something that we would possibly be uh, keen for either so I think one thing Nuno would do is he's very much a coach. And I think that would potentially fit with brands going out and potentially signing players and him coaching them. Because I think that has to be the model now. Uh, it has to be a joined-up approach. Um, but what do you think, Mike? What do you think of Nuno um, if um, he took over?
1: I'm not,
0: I'm not, I'm not totally averse him coming in. I think a lot of people who, who've, who've dismissed them have been probably quick to dismiss them. I, I don't know what people... expecting in terms of who's going to come in. Um, We can't wait forever. We've whether people like it or not. I said to you today, you you said, you know, this is all we've got to pick from and and you're right in that. I I wasn't particularly pleased in terms of, you know, are some of these these managers good enough for us? There's No doubt Nuno is is good enough to manage in the Premier League. Uh, There's no doubt he's had had success uh, with Wolves. Um, I think, I think he was 17th in the Championship he took over and got them promoted at an absolute canter the season after a couple of seven-place finishes in the in the Premier League. And people are saying, well, seven-place isn't good enough. Well, it would have been last season for us to get European football. So that's not really an argument. I think his style of play, yeah, you know, Peter said there, the three five two is a bit of a concern for me. Um, and we've got the players to
2: play, to play that system, by the way. Disagree. Disagree. Oh, no, 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 no. We've we, we played three at the back. we played three at the back quite a lot this season. We have.
1: No, and we, I know you we, don't
2: like it, Pete, but we have got the players at the moment. I don't think players.
1: we do have the players to play that system at all because, for, for me, it, it involves having two very aggressive mobile holding players that can sit in front of that back three, and I, I think we just do not have that. I don't think yeah, that, it, that that's, suits that's, Alan that's, or Decore. I think if we had two Tom Davies that would be fit... You know, for thirty-five, forty games a season, we we could give it a go, but I just I don't think we do have the players, and I don't yeah. think the centre halves we have are right for
2: that system yeah, either. I think, yeah, I think Keane Keen looks better in a free. I think, Um and you know, he, he, he's certainly in a low block free. That's that's how that's how he plays. Yeah, play but, but, sitting this, off.
1: but this is it. Well, you know, three. You know, if you look at Tuchel or Conti, it's three-five-two with a high line mobile quick defenders who are good on the ball and it's a wide three, they spread. You know, it, if you're Sam Allardyce or you're Burnley, you know, it's five at the back with a low block and you can have the likes of Michael Keane and Yemi Mina, you can have your big guys and it's, you know, it's a tight five, it's compact. You're not going to see your full backs getting up, you know, the pitch next to, you know, if we play with Charleston and Calvert-Lewin and I think this is the issue for me. Um I, I, That's why I just, I don't think it's, you know, there's five three two and there's three five, two, isn't there? And I think they're the, the two very, very different
2: styles. Well, what, 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 I agree with that point, by the way. What, what, one of our strengths, certainly in terms of squad numbers at the minute, in terms of squad depth, and in terms of where one of our strengths was last season, was in defence. You know, our, our you know I would say certainly our defence probably performed better than our attack. I mean, Calvert-Lewin aside, you know, we, we won a lot of games purely on been difficult to break down. I, I I do agree with you there, though. I do think, you know, yeah, we do need to improve. We certainly need a stronger right-back who can get forward up and down, up and down, up and down. Luca Dean, yeah, you know, you'd prefer him to play, obviously, and push on a bit higher. Um, and, you know, we've been linked with, with obviously defensive mids. We've been linked with the likes of Basumas and people like that of this world. You know, they they could, they could certainly screen in front of that defence. Um, you know, even if he came and, and, and like you said, he, he went after some of his old players. I mentioned Neto before. He might go after, um, you know, the other guy who's the other guy that sits in, in uh, Ruben Neves, is it? He's, he sits in front of that sort of back four or back five, sorry, or back three, or whatever you want to call it, spraying balls out, did not he? So, um, you know, look, of, of those managers that are on that list, I think he, he, and the fact he knows the Premier League, that's big for me. Because if someone's coming like a Sergio Conte Sau or, you know, Pierlo being linked recently from Italy, you know, they don't know the Premier League. You know what I mean? It, it would take them at least. A season to sort of get acquainted with the Premier League in terms of getting acquainted with the way teams set up. He knows all that. He knows. He knows pretty much every one of those teams. He set up teams to play against them, um, and I think that 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 for me is important. Certainly, where we are as a squad at the minute, we haven't got a squad like a Chelsea or a City or something like that, where you know they're literally world class world class players everywhere you look. So that, in terms of helping what I think the transitionary period would be. You know, because it's going to be another transitionary period. We're forever in a transitionary period, but it's going to be another. It's going to be another one again. That would be speeded up slightly by the fact we've got a manager that knows the league. Um, I think that will help in terms of the transition process, as opposed to a manager coming in completely from you know Italy or Portugal or Spain or whatever, and you know, it would take them at least a season, like I said, to probably get acquainted with it. Um, what do you think, mate?
0: Um, I think. You know, there, there certainly are positive aspects since are putting someone who knows who knows the Premier League. Um, obviously he's got quite big links with with Mendes as an a spiritual stance. So, what Mendes? Is Mendes part of the Wolves board in some way, shape, or form is he not? Uh, now, obviously probably, he's not going to. Probably,
2: probably some. he's also. Ham- sure he's it's, hammers, it's hammers. agent as well, isn't
0: he? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's got some kind of involvement there. So. Um, maybe that sees a positive, but he's another another shout, and there's anything along the lines of uh, Iola let that, that kind of that kind of agent. But I don't know. I mean, it's difficult because, as I say, when when you go from a name like Carlo Ancelotti, I think with some people's expectations are, it's going to be a, a name again. And I think I think that ship is sailed. Like I said before, I think we've got to look now for a coach, someone who will be happy to coach, coach to. You know, bring their own ideas, of course, but but, but be be open to, to having conversations and discussing things with Marcel Brands and doing things together. I think it it's become probably quite clear that across the board, Carlo and Marcel Brands didn't see eye to eye with with certain transfers. Uh, there was, like you said, they You know, you could, you could argue the Brands transfers were with, with definitely Ben Godfrey was one of one of Marcel Brands. Alan and Hamas were certainly Carlo's transfers. Um, I don't think they always always agreed on things. So we, we've we've got we've got to get a manager in who's going to suit that blueprint Who that man is, I don't know. I mean, bit of talk about uh, Ralph Ranyek uh, is it? Um, about him coming in, very, very successful. You know, uh, w- working uh, as a coach. Um, he knows the game inside out, and and he's, he's very much what I call a, a scholar of the game. Uh, so it could it could really really work, you know. He he's certainly opens to, to the director of football model. Um, other names like uh, Galado Galardo was being mentioned. Uh, um, is it Fabre, another one who's who's being mentioned? It's it's just so difficult, you know. I can't off the menu for me after comments that have come out about why he's turned down the Spurs job. Um, I think it, it's so hard to pick, but I do think that it'll be it'll be someone who is not particularly at the top. Of the odds at this moment in time, I think it's you know the, the likes of of Nuno obviously is is the current favourite, but the likes of um, I mean Pochettino, that, right?
2: If you, I'd, I'd have him in a heartbeat if there was any chance we could get him, but we're not going to get him. Madrid tried to get him and they couldn't pull him away from PSG, so you know we're, yeah. we're not going to be able to get him. But if you were to ask me who would fit that mould perfectly if, if he was available, I would I would I would go for Pochettino. Now, if it turns mm-hmm. out he may still end up leaving PSG, we don't know yet. Because obviously, you know, they're another team that they're you know, basically a bit like Madrid. Um, so, yeah, look, I'd, I'd have Pochettino in a heartbeat. I think what he did at Spurs, he transformed he took them up another level and they've deteriorated ever since he's gone. Yes, mm-hmm. you could point the finger at him and say he's not won, when he probably should have done. I mean, he even managed to not win the league in a one-horse race in France as well. But I, I do think, I do think he's a top coach. I think he'd be perfect. But you have to admit, we're not going to probably get him. Um, he's at basically one of the so called inverted commas super clubs, isn't he? So, um, I don't know, it'd be interesting to see. Ranyuk's a good shout. Um, you know, we've been I think, I think a,
0: really, a really interesting name on, on the list for me is the uh, the, the, the recent title winner minds against France, and that, that's Christophe Gauthier. Um, yep. now there that was really. talk he, he was going to be off, off to Nice, and that, that hasn't come off, so he's, he's going to leave Lille. Um I'm quite fond of his of his brothers, Jean Paul. Uh a little joke there <laughs> for the dads. <laughs> That's
1: shocking. <But> anyway. <laughs> shocking. Shocking.
0: Pete, Pete was, was gonna say say the same, you know. I, I could see his face. He was lining that joke up himself, so I got him there first. Um, but though no, he he's an interesting name, isn't he? And you know what what a job he's done over over in France, by the way, to to win the title over PSG Saturday who spent you Know hundreds of millions of pounds to, to get the top top talents over there, the likes of obviously Neymar and uh, Baffay. Obviously, Moise Keane's been playing for them recently as well. Um, so what a job he's done! So, listen, they've that, got that, could, that model, that they've
2: could... got an established model there, haven't they? Of the you know, the, the, the director of football signing players, unearthing, unearthing absolute gems and selling them on for a fortune, on.
0: exactly. Yeah, right, yeah, so
2: they've got that right. established model, you know. And I, I, I do think if we're going to we have any chance of attacking. This top four and, and 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 breaking breaking that sort of glass ceiling, we need to we need to kind of follow that type of model, like like mm. what Lille have done, like what obviously Leicester have done here in, in in the Premier League, you know. And we need to think of it more of a long term project for me, and and, and not this short termism of just you know let's get in an absolute worldie and then hopefully he can weave his magic because it's going to take time. You know, even with the manager of the Statue of Carlo, it, you know, we made you know, a little bit of progress uh, and, and and not, not huge strides. So, it will take time it, and it's still going to take another you know, two or three windows and that's why we need, for me, you know, a little bit of continuity rather than a complete, you know, overhaul all over again by bringing in someone like a Gallardo or something like that or, you know, you can imagine how long it would take him to get rid of the, some of the squad he'd want to get rid of now and bring in the style of players he'd need to play his system. You know what I mean? Um, so... Yeah, so look, it's, it's, let's try and look at it from a positive standpoint, isn't it? Let's try and look in, you know, let's try and view it as being almost like, you know, an exciting time um, in, in terms of who we're bringing in. Uh, we're single, we're back on the market. <laughs> Some of these analogies are nice. too specifically. Yeah, it's just <laughs> <spicy>. <laughs> oh, very good, very good. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna, what, what, I'm gonna come to you each. I'm gonna ask you now, who you want as manager before before we finish off. So one name, don't even expand. Just give me a name, Pete.
1: Give it, Dunk. Oh,
2: controversial. Lee. Nuno. Nuno. I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna come in with. I really fancy the Leo boss. I really do, Christophe Gauzy. I really fancy that kind of manager. And at the moment, for for those who want want to follow my my uh, my way of thinking, he is currently twenty two to one. So we've an outside, Beth. You can cross Conseil Sow off signing the new deal with Porto today. So he's gone.
2: Can you can you get Gauzy each way at those odds?
0: <laughs> yeah, each way. so he, come, he, come, he come in as comes in as assistance, comes in the odds. <laughs> yeah, um, you can cross um, Eddie the hour off as well. Maybe nowhere near the job. Moyes um, say new deal with West Ham, so I, I, I certainly think as we speak now, I think Nuno is certainly top of the list, four to six. Big Dunk seven to one, joint second favourites with with David Moyes. Like to many has been mentioned, Conte that we we've mentioned, Harry's dad Graham, he's in there at twelve. Um, but I think yeah, I'm going, I'm going. Pete, he said it, my my joke again. I'm going for 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 Go-TA, and I think you know, I think that would be a be a good fit. But let let's see. I think the most important message is that whoever does come in, all jokes aside, we've just got to back them, back them. You know, if Marcel Brands is 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 picking. The, the man for the job, and you've got to trust that he trusts the person can work with him, work to a because let's find our identity, let's get us back to where to where we need to be. Um but I, I fully expect before the European championships end, I fully expect us to have have the right the right man, the right man in place. But it's another summer of, you know, another really important summer. We said it a few weeks ago prior to, to Carl leaving. A big summer ahead. Even bigger now, a some a bigger summer than than we thought it was even going to be. There's going to be a fair few outgoings. We've already seen quite a number of players leave on on free stands first, Theo Walcott, Yannick Balassi Mohamed Besic. Um, obviously the the like Josh King has gone as well, and also olsen has gone back to to Roma. So there's already quite a few and quite a, quite a lot of wages off the off the wage bill. Uh, but another 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 busy summer. Um, but hopefully next time we get ourselves together. We've got a new manager to talk about. Um, um, and we know, obviously, a lot more about how, how things are going to look as the summer goes on. But well, that's, us, that's us for this week on our, on our manager special. Keep your eye out for, for future episodes over the summer. Say when a new manager is announced, we, we'll get ourselves back. Uh, we'll get Andy's thoughts, hopefully, on, on a new manager and transfers as well. And um, as I say, keep keep positive. Let's all, let's all back the new manager whenever they come in and hopefully we can kick on and, and have a, a decent pre-season when we head to America for the first time since, since 2013. So we'll catch you once the new manager is announced.
2: The
1: Unholy Trinity Podcast Three Blues Three Opinions One Everton Podcast.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.